You are now listening to Cyber Time Bite, hosted by me, Stephen Clark. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Hey there, everybody. It's your boy, Steve. And it's and we're here once again for Cyber Time Bite. 104. Man, 104. Well, this is amazing. And I am here today with someone who cosplays from Homestuck. Which, I like Homestuck. You should too. If you haven't read it, why? where have you been? <laughs> anyway. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Anyway, I'm here with... Rico Starlight Cosplay? Rico Starlight Cosplay. There we go. What she said. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (coughs) Excuse me. No, I was just like, I I got confused for a minute there. I'm sorry. (laughs) How are you, man? No worries, man. You found me through a Homestuck group, so you know my real name, but I like to publicize my cosplay name. I mean, that's what I was going to go by anyway, because I, I want people to find you for your cosplay name, not your real name. <laughs> yeah, my real name just leads to some software developer. That's my day job. <laughs> software developer? <laughs> yeah, I write C++ all day for a living. Wait, wait, so what, what kind of software do you develop? Uh, I'm in cybersecurity, particularly patching, so... Oh, so, I honestly don't know how the job works, so, <laughs> so this is a, this is a first for me. This is a first for me learning this. Do you work with Nordens? What? Do you work with Nordens and get their programming going? Uh, no, I work for, uh, well, I would prefer not to mention my company on a cosplay, um, I, I try to keep my work life, like, as in the company I work for, and my cosplay life separate, just in case they have some weird standard about what would make the company look bad. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it would make the company look bad, but I just prefer to keep that part private. No, hey, it's fine, it's fine. We'll just say you work for, 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 uh, what's his face? Uh, not Gamzy, um, B-Boy. Uh, uh Solix! Yeah, yeah. My name is Zodiac Troll. Yeah, well yeah, I was gonna say you work for Solix and and he and Sir, and Solix loves loves his security purposes so much that he hired you. There we go, that's what we'll say. Heck yeah. <laughs> anyway, king off of that tangent, what is what is roll with the curb and let's ask where the cosplay begin for you? So, I started cosplaying, well, I started cosplaying in spring of 2013. My very first convention was Anime Detour 2013, which was in Bloomington, Minnesota at the Doubletree Hotel. Um, and I cosplayed God's Here Nepeta. And this happened because the summer before, I was in marching band in high school, and I met some other nerds at a parade so these nerds and I, plus someone else from my school, all made plans to go to Anime Detour in 2013. And I naively thought that I would be fine with just 
one cosplay. So I picked a cosplay that I knew I would love and that I would be happy with. And I was happy with it, but I ended up cosplaying so much more than just God's Unipetta. She was just the first of many potato chips, as you will. The first of many potato chips in the bag? <laughs> yes, because cosplay is like potato chips for me. I cannot just have one. <laughs> oh no! Yes! Yeah, I, I have probably about 15 wigs. Um, last I updated my own organizational document, I have 28 cosplays of various fandoms. Homestuck is the most common, but I also cosplay from My Little Pony, Order of the Stick, uh, Steven Universe. I'm planning on a Lore Olympus cosplay. Wait, what on a stick? Order of the Stick. It's a Dungeons and Dragons webcomic that's been going for like 10 or 15 years. It's old and a little obscure, but I love it. No, I thought, no, I thought, you, I thought you said something on a stick. I was like, yes, on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> I love stuff on a stick. No, everything when you put it on a stick seems to be better. Am I right? Yeah. I mean, uh, the state fair, the Minnesota State Fair seems to get that right. Oh, man. <laughs> if this podcast was on a stick, it'd be so much better. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's a selfie stick. So, so if you put your phone on a selfie stick and you listen to my podcast, so much, just so much better. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, that's a lot of cosplays, though. That's a lot. Yeah, a lot of them aren't active. Like, I still have my original Arania Serket cosplay of like her blue dress that I made in 2013. Um, but I haven't worn it in a couple years. And then others are ones that I managed to get working for one con, and then I wouldn't want to wear them until I can fix them up. Like, my Princess Celestia and my Daybreaker, they have this huge set of mechanical articulating wings that I managed to wear while standing for two hours at BronyCon waiting for waiting in line for an autograph from Nicole Oliver. But I wouldn't want to wear the wings until I get a chance to improve upon them again. So Celestia and Daybreaker are not going to be worn anytime soon. Well, no, I mean talking no, talking about Minnesota con life, like how is how are cons in Minnesota like? Because I I've never been to a con in Minnesota, obviously, because I don't live in Minnesota. So how are cons in Minnesota like to you? So I definitely have a soft spot for Minnesota conventions since it is my home state. Uh. It's a lot cheaper for me to go to Minnesota conventions because I can just commute from where I live. Um, they're definitely smaller than the ones in the Milwaukee, Chicago area since, while the Twin Cities are a pretty solid metropolitan area, they're definitely no match for Milwaukee or Chicago. But that isn't to say that they're tiny or boring. Anime Detour, I definitely know, gets a few thousand per year. Um, Convergence is a four-day convention that's very popular. We just recently got our own iteration of GalaxyCon that was very well attended. I think I heard they're going to expand into more of the convention center this year, assuming that the plague does not cause it to be cancelled. Yeah, uh, I actually... So, I'm not actually as into the cosplay community here in Minnesota, not through any personal, like, 
avoidance of it, but because a lot of my friends are in the Milwaukee-Chicago area, I actually know more people in the Milwaukee-Chicago cosplay community than in the Minnesota cosplay community. That's pretty cool, because I was gonna I was gonna ask, have you ever been to, like, Anime Milwaukee, Anime Midwest, Kano Delete? Oh, yes. Actually, Anime Milwaukee is the one that I've gone to most regularly. I've been attending it on a regular basis since 2016, and I've gone every year since. I went to Carthage College. That was a weird emphasis. I went to Carthage College in Kenosha, so that's about 30 minutes south of Milwaukee, so that was a really affordable con for me to go to when I was in college. Plus, Carthage has a cosplay club, um, so we actually got money from student government to send people to Anime Milwaukee because it was a club activity. That's, that's a, that is really cool. <laughs> I wish Anime Club in high school for me was like that. <laughs> <laughs> because I would have I known about the con life earlier in my life. <laughs> oh. But, but no, have you ever been to like Anime Midwest? Um, I haven't hit up Midwest or Connaught Delete, but I have been to Chicago Comic Con, C2E2. I had a really huge blast at C2E2 last year. Um, my two friends were actually supposed to get married there. Uh, the plans didn't quite work out, so they made it into Honeymoon Con. But since most of my friends were there, it was probably one of the most fun I've had at a con in a while. Because I stayed with my friend in Arlington Heights. We took the metro down every morning, so I had to be up and ready at 8 a.m. in my body paint because I wore God's from the Peta on Saturday. And so I would just spend the whole day at con and it was so much fun. It was the biggest con I've ever been to. Are you talking about the 2020 C2E2? Uh, no, 2019. 2020, I was not able to make it because I'm trying to save for my wedding and honeymoon. Wait, and you also said honeymoon con? Yes, for my friends. My oh. two friends were supposed to get married. Uh, they cosplay Black Canary and Green Arrow. Wait, wait, wait. There's a con called Honeymoon Con? That's real? Oh, no, no, no. They were... I was just referring to C2E2 as a honeymoon con for my friends. Because they took what money they'd spent on a honeymoon and went to C2E2. Making C2E2 their honeymoon. Oh, yeah. No, I was going to say, that's this? <laughs> <laughs> Any convention can be honeymoon con if you're getting married or got married. No, 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 that's not true. Unless you go to con on the cob, then that's a whole different subject. <laughs> <laughs> con, if you go to con on the cob, that gets thrown out the window. It's all about you at the con on the cob. <laughs> Interesting. It, that that's actually real, and that's an it's in Ohio. I've never been to it. I want to go to it though, but in Ohio, that that's literally the name of the con, and I don't know what it consists of, but I want to be part of it. <laughs> oh, that's incredible! I've never been to an Ohio con, though. I'm very interested in attending TrotCon in July, which that's in Ohio. TrotCon. <laughs> yes, it's at My Little Pony convention, and they're probably going to be hit. Well. So they're having record-breaking attendance, assuming the plague doesn't cancel them, because they, so they've had this slogan, anyway, come to TrotCon, since their inception in, like, 2013, but it accidentally became a meme at the final BronyCon. So since people were aggressively buying things and, like, looking for what will be the next big BronyCon or Brony convention, a lot of people bought tickets to TrotCon, so I'm pretty sure that if TrotCon is still on this year, it's gonna be lit. 
when I think of Trotcon, I think of Equus in his in in his clip clop. <laughs> <laughs> it is a session with horses. <laughs> I oh man, I I love it, man. <laughs> Trotcon, I never heard of that before. <laughs> Yeah, I hadn't either until I started following Brody Twitter, and I became aware of a bunch more of My Little Pony conventions. I'm, I'm personally, I'm not a brony, personally, but, but, like, but, like, hearing, hearing how big it, it's exploded, that is crazy. Yeah, oh my god, so BronyCon had been declining in attendance just because the show was ending soon, and then when they announced that last, that 2019 was going to be the final BronyCon... They almost hit attendance cap, and the artist Ellie, artists made big bucks at, in, at BronyCon, because everyone was like, Ah, oh, it's the last BronyCon, I'm gonna buy all the merch that I can in case I can't go to another My Little Pony convention. Wait, why would they end BronyCon just because the show's over? That's like, I mean, like, just keep it going, keep it alive for the Bronies. Well, there's, there's, there's other My Little Pony conventions, there's actually two in the Milwaukee, Chicago area. Uh, BronyCon itself was just ending because they wanted to go out with a big bang rather than letting itself kind of trickle off and die. Oh, that's true. That's, that's, but, um, but, like, in the Milwaukee, Chicago area, there's still Ponyville Cider Fest and Windy City PonyCon. Wind, Windy, City, Windy City PonyCon, that rhymes somehow. Yeah, well, it's not Windy City, it's Winnie, like a horse sound. Winnie City. <laughs> Winnie City, oh no! Yeah, I love I love that name. I'm not a brony, but I love that name. Yes. Oh my, I love pun names. <laughs> like, 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 hey, like, hey, you want? No, that's like, that's like if you, you're like a farmer and you go to their stable and they go like, hey, you want to go to Winnie City Pony Con? <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh. So, so, uh, how, so, like, so, uh, step us through, like, your, like, like, when you were doing those photos of your engagement photos of you and cosplay, like, how was that day like? Obviously, it was, like, the probably the best day ever, but, like, <laughs> other than that, how was that day like? Okay, so, before that day, we actually consulted with a wedding photographer, and, uh, so we went with a wedding photographer rather than a cosplay photographer just because I really liked the style of the photographer. Mm -hmm. um, so this guy had never done a cosplay photo shoot before. He was exclusively weddings and engagements and that sort of thing. So we meet up at the Starbucks that we're meeting up at, and I slide to him these pictures of our Signless and Disciple cosplays, and he just got super excited at the prospect of doing something totally new. And so he suggested that we do a sunrise cosplay shoot at Boom Island in Minneapolis. So, and I, I was down for that. I'm already planning on doing a sunrise shoot for my Celestia cosplay eventually. So when, as soon as he said sunrise, I'm like, I'm in. I don't care how early I have to get up to do my body paint. So that was, that was kind of the prep for it, was consulting with a photographer. Um, I made some minor improvements slash alterations to our cosplays. Uh, so, before, before the engagement shoot, our engagement shoot was in late February, mm. uh, I've already been planning an ancestors group for Anime Milwaukee. 
Now, I didn't wear Disciple to Anime Milwaukee because I was the condesse for that group, but my fiancé was our sign list, so I made him an entirely new set of leggings and cloak, so it looked really nice, and it was super warm because it was really nice fleece that I was using. Um, and then I also touched up my Disciple cosplay, and I picked up a white, like, just, just a piece of white faux fur, because it was February in Minnesota, and my Disciple cosplay is not warm, so I was not about to go out in sunrise and not have something to keep me warm. So, so what is the, so what is sunrise? Is it a, is it a, is it a park? Is it a, what is it? Because it is, it is a time of day, my dude. Oh, no, no, no. I know it's the time of day, but like, where's the place that you, so you, you did the, so you did the, the, uh, the photo shoot at sunrise, but like, what, but where, where did, what's the place you guys did that? Oh, Boom Island Park. What's a, what's that? Is that just a park? Like a park park? Yeah, it, it's a park in Minneapolis. It has both nature views, but then it's right near the city. So you can see like the skyscrapers in the distance. So we have some really nice pictures of us like holding hands together with the city, like us looking out on the city. It's very cool. But then we also have some nice nature shots too. You should you should send me the send me the photos if you if I didn't see them on Facebook already. But you should send them. Oh yeah, um, I can send those. Do you prefer like through Facebook, Discord, or Dis the Discord so I can so I can uh, so I can see them while I'm talking to you about them. Um, <laughs> uh, you want me to send them now? Yeah, hang on. Um, but yeah, so I and luckily just for Anime Milwaukee, I learned how to make a DIY cloak pin, which is basically just an iron circle and a piece of wire, because cloak pins look cool, and then I didn't have to do an actual clasp for our cloaks. That's really cool. Um, okay, no, and, and my disciple cosplay kind of had some mismatched shade of shades of green, so I tried to fix that. Yeah. Uh, so that was, and then the day of, I got up at 4 a.m. and I started getting my paint on. And so, and we left at 6 a.m. So it probably took me about an hour and 15 to get ready because, like, I did all my highlights, my eyeliner, made sure my eyebrows were on fleek, <laughs> put on false eyelashes. I looked on point. And then my fiance, I I think he did his own paint, and but then I had to do his contours for him because he hadn't learned much makeup yet. Uh, here I'm trying to I'm picking photos to send. No, I got. No, I, I might have to send them one at a time because the files might be too big for Discord. Yes, the files are too powerful. Let's see if I can just send one photo and if it'll be okay with that. Okay, okay. No! The file is too powerful. Well, send it for Facebook then. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, I got I got a question though. I mean, it. I mean, I got I got to ask this question because I'm a huge fan of retail, of old school retail. Um, and and it's cosplay. It can also be cosplay related too. But is Kmart still open in your area? Is what? Is Kmart still a thing in your area? Oh, Kmart. Yeah. Uh, I think there might be a Kmart somewhere nearby. There was a Kmart near the apartment I lived in when I went to Carthage, but I cannot remember if there's a Kmart in the area here. Yeah, because I was going to say, have you ever had to go to Kmart to get cosplay supplies? 
I have not. I barely know what's at Kmart. If I'm looking for something really, really fast, I'll go to Walmart for, like, really basic stuff. Um, but, like, for fabric, I go to, like, Joanne or, oh, Gem, Minnesota, SR Harris. Wait, in Minnesota, what? Uh, the, so there is a fabric store in Minnesota called SR Harris. It is a, it is an outlet, a fabric outlet, and there's just tons of fabric there, and it's all half off, and it's a wonderful place, and they have a lot of really cool fashion fabric, and I just, and just various fabrics in general. Basically, I love SR Harris, and I go there whenever I can right. for cosplay fabric su supplies. Um, uh, my cosplay skills are so low. That freaking uh, I freaking don't even go to the fabric store because I don't even I, I don't even when I buy fabric I don't even know where to start. You that know? is fair, my dude. Because because I'm because I'm like I'm like what am I doing with this? <laughs> yeah, and, and selling things isn't for everyone. Buying cosplay is just as valid as making cosplay. Um, to me, I think all it takes for a cosplay to be good is if it's making the person who's wearing it happy. That's true. And that's why, and I'm I suck at sewing, so I just try to find, I just do my absolute best all the time to work around that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when I do Homestuck cosplay, which I've only done officially once uh, because because my OC technically doesn't count I guess but no your your OC can count as cosplay all it takes is for you to be um is you're wearing a costume and it's a fictional character or even not a fictional character cuz you can be um uh but like you can be dressed as like Guy Fieri and that's a cosplay oh man uh, you, uh, you want me to take it to Flavortown? <laughs> yes. I have a friend who was thinking about being Guy Fieri if we've been able to get a full set of ancestors together for our anime Milwaukee group. <laughs> he, oh, he wants to—he wants to take everyone, everyone at the con to Flavortown. Ah, <laughs> uh, they—they would have taken everyone to Flavortown, but we didn't get a ancestor together. So, I think they wore Bill that day. How how did how did he get so popular though? Guy Fieri? Yeah, like how did he get so popular? Like this popular, Mimi popular. <laughs> I have no idea. I do not control nor know the rate at which memes live and die. <laughs> those are legit facts. <laughs> That's facts right there. <laughs> hey, where are the pictures, by the way? Um, so Facebook was saying that it didn't allow the file type, even though it was just a JPEG, so now I'm trying again on mobile and seeing if that will work. Ah! Well, just, well, just share your screen and just show me that way. <laughs> oh, you're right! You just share share your screen and I'll freaking... No one's gonna... No, I mean, this is audio only, but no one's gonna see it besides you and me, so I can just tell people about it. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah, let me just pop it open. Hey everyone, uh <laughs> she's gonna she's gonna pop it open right now. 
<laughs> Don't say that the wrong way, okay? <laughs> oh, there we go. Ah, uh, that... There we go. Yeah, so it's gonna take a second to load, so it'll be blurry at first, but they're all very high quality, which is why I was having trouble actually sending them. So there's Minneapolis in the background, with the two of us in the foreground. That's nice. Yeah, that that's really that's really nice. You guys just looking out at the city. Yeah. It was still it was still pretty similar to a regular engagement shoot, but there was a little bit of an element of us against the world because that's what the signless and the disciple are. Which one? Which one is you again? In, in oh, I'm the disciple. Oh, you're on the you're on the on the right on my right. Yes, yes, I'm taller than my fiance by about four inches. <laughs> Does he like that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially when I hug him. Oh. Oh, of course he'll like that. <laughs> oh, God. I really like this pose when we're, like, face-to-face. -face. I think that's a really good pose. I like that photo. I like that one a lot. Yeah. I also came to the photo shoot with um, some poses in mind, and I looked up some reference poses. Reference poses. <laughs> yeah, like you look up, like you look up dynamic poses, and if you like or you think that w it would go with the character, you do the pose, and the photographer takes a picture of you. That's cool. So the park is really, really close to downtown Minneapolis, huh? Yeah. It reminds me of us in Chicago here, where the Bean is. That's what it reminds me of. Oh yeah, I can see why. Those are really nice. They, they, yeah. They, wait, was the was the was the guy taking the was the photographer like? Oh, I can't believe I'm doing this. <laughs> well, I mean, he he was just pumped the whole time. Like he was pumped during our consultation, and he was pumped during the shoot, and he was pumped when he was processing the photos because he did a like a 15 hour turnaround, which was. Incredible, because like that is the shortest turnaround I've ever had on photos. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna say he always has a 15 hour turnaround. I mean, I think it was a combination of probably he. I would assume he didn't have a ton of other photos to do at the time, and like just wanted to get them done. And I was super excited about it. He was super excited about it. Everyone was excited about it because it was something new for him, and it was a really cool cosplay shoot for us. Did you guys do it in February when it was snowing because um, because you thought the snow would look good? Uh, we did it in February because our wedding is in October and uh, cosplay photos on the wedding save the dates. And we had procrastinated on taking engagement photos. Oh, so, oh, so you guys are getting married in October, but you took the photos in February? Yeah, because we wanted to put them on the save the date. That's cool. Are you guys, are you guys actually getting married in these cosplays? By the way, no, we're having a pretty traditional wedding. But I would like to get a photo booth, have some of my cosplay props in it for people to like wear or take pictures with, and I really want to get a cardboard cutout of Andrew Hussey. <laughs> I've actually been tagging him on social media, and I've emailed his official email address asking if he would come to the wedding. I doubt he would, but it would be 
amazing if he did. He probably won't. So just to make sure I definitely have Hussie in some form at my wedding, I'm gonna get a cardboard cutout of him, and then people at the wedding will be able to go into the photo booth and take a picture with the cardboard cutout Hussie if they want. So, so you so you took the you took the you took the extra measure to email the official. Um, I like that photo, by the way. Um, <laughs> thank you. But no, I mean like. You got you took the official next step to go like I'm gonna find Andrew Hussey's actual email and email him and invite him to my freaking wedding. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean it's just the official email listed on Homestuck.com. It wasn't a personal email or anything. I have a Twitter thread on my Twitter about how much Homestuck means to me and how much it would mean to me if Andrew Hussey showed up to my wedding. But he's a busy and private guy, so I totally understand if he doesn't even reply with a no. Because if he if if that actually happens. If that legit actually happens, tell me, <laughs> because I want him on my podcast. <laughs> oh man! What that? No, that photo. You're just like it looks like you're screwing to the world. <laughs> yeah, that's actually the thing that they do in like engagement photos. I guess is like sometimes like some of the solo shots they'll like make you laugh. And like, just look overjoyed. You, you, I mean, you, you do look like that, but at the same time, you're like you're screaming, you're screaming to the world. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I'm not like I'm not like sad screaming. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> Hacking. Why is he? Why is is he just trying to stay in character by looking by looking like that, or is he actually joined? Is he actually joined to be there? <laughs> oh, my fiance! Yeah, he had a great time. Yeah, because 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 he's like because he because he has like that signless face. He's like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, he was just he was just looking serious and seriously romantic. Seriously romantic. <laughs> yeah, we're a rebellious couple against the hemo spectrum. So did so did you guys did you did you or him make anything special for this day in particular that wasn't part of the cosplay before? Oh yeah, the um the fur coat cape that I'm wearing, I just folded over some um I just folded over a piece of white faux fur. And pinned it together with a really quickly thrown together. But that was literally made just for the shoot because I didn't want to freeze my ass off in my disciple cosplay. I was still cold, but I was not as cold as I would have been without the fur. I, I thought you're gonna. I thought you're gonna say I'm, no. I thought your reason was gonna be yeah. I had the fur, but you know, had the boyfriend with me, so I was totally warm, and I was gonna go like, Aww. <laughs> oh, there's definitely times between photos that I, like, huddled up to him and, like, stuck my arms under his cloak, and he's like, no, you're letting the cold, and I'm like, yeah, but I'm so cold, and it's so warm under your cloak that it almost completely closes. <laughs> I love that. These photos are really nice, though. Yeah, no, I'm so happy with how they treat them. Like, definitely a dream come true was doing cosplay engagement photos. You know that it's for the screen is frozen on my end, so you keep you're clicking, but the picture isn't changing on my end. Oh well, 
you've seen most of the poses and got the general idea, and you saw the the Austin fun of the city, so now you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, but now you're showing them to me, and I'm just like, these are these are pretty good. <laughs> yeah, well, they better be pretty good, cause since it was a wedding photographer, it was uh, wedding photographer prices. Man, did they, did they did they charge you up the the wahoo for these photos? Um, well, just like. I wouldn't say up the wazoo because he's giving himself a fair wage for his hard work, but it's more expensive than I'm used to because cosplay photographers, at least ones that I've worked with at conventions, um, they've charged like $60 for like one or two people for like 30 minutes to an hour. And like you get a total of, and like that, you get like a total of uh, between five and ten photos back depending on who you're working with and their rate. Uh, so they end up editing X amount of photos, so, um, and then this photo shoot cost me $400, but also he, the photographer, spent 15 hours editing that, and then also he should get paid a good wage just for the skill that he has and the service he's providing. I did the numbers, and I think in total he was making, like, 20 to $25 an hour off of this job, like, for this particular shoot, so I'm not gonna begrudge him for paying himself a living wage. Others can eat. But yeah, I mean, I mean, four hundred dollars for that—that's like I would spend four hundred dollars for that if I had if I had four hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It helps that he he let us just do like a deposit when we made when we scheduled it, and then we I paid the other half when we actually did the shoot. And it was about three weeks apart between the planning and actually doing the shoot. We were originally going to do it earlier in February, but then the photographer had something come up, which was fine, because then I actually had time to get things more organized for the engagement photos. So... Were you guys, uh, were you guys planning, were you guys planning on doing, when, when the time comes, were you guys planning on getting start getting married in the engagement party and honeymoon like what, what's all like what's what's all that detail gonna be not not trying to get people on the podcast to be when this finally comes out the people go like oh go go there but, <laughs> but. uh so we're getting married at a venue it's close to where my parents live so it makes it easier for my mom to like keep track of things uh it's really helpful that my mom has been helping out with planning the wedding um I don't know where we're going to have, like, parties and stuff. Uh, my sister is my maid of honor, and I don't know what her plan is for, like, the bachelorette party. I hope it's a painting party. I went to a painting bachelorette party where we just all painted, like, some fish. That was a good time. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know anything about, like, engagement parties or anything like that. I barely know how, like, planning a wedding works because... I didn't think about my wedding until I was actually in a relationship because I had other things I wanted to think about when I was a kid. Like, I didn't I didn't really have any dream wedding fantasies when I was 12. When I was 12, I was reading fan fiction and drawing. Well, I mean, since well, since you are doing something Homestuck related, you should play Homestuck music at least. Oh yeah, I actually have a couple Homestuck songs I'm thinking about using. Like, Candles and Clockwork Alpha Version would be a really good slow dance song. It was actually, that song was actually used in a Dirk Jake fan game called Play by Heart. 
So I'm a sucker for that song as a dance song. What what uh what song what song do you would you like to be like your your guys' wedding song? I'm not sure about that yet. Uh I've had a couple thoughts for some of the songs for the wedding, but I would have to put more thought into like the wedding song. It probably wouldn't be a homestuck song for like first dance or like the wedding song. But there will definitely be homestuck music at the wedding. Oh, and then our um, our honeymoon, we're going to Europe, assuming the plague doesn't still have travel bans up uh, in October. But if it does, I'm hoping the travel agency lets us postpone it. Where um, where, where are you guys planning on going? Uh, Germany, Austria, Italy, and France. I actually took French for five years in high school and took a semester of it in college. Um, I actually did so well on the college placement test that I tested out of my language requirement. I, I just liked speaking French. <laughs> Do you know what my response to that is? Quoi? Oh, I don't, I'm not usually the one to swear, but holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I don't, like, like, you're jumping country to country to country to country. It's just like... Yeah, well, well, it's going to be a two-week honeymoon, and we're going to spend a good chunk of it in Germany and Italy. Uh, I've been, I myself have been to Europe a couple times, but my fiancé has not, so I'm really excited to show him some things and then experience other things together for the first time. Just don't be like that one guy in Family Feud who said, who said, what is, uh, what, what are they popular for in England, and then you, and then they say pasta. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I had uh I had friends who'd been to Germany before, and they tell me it, it's an experience. <laughs> they they say the water's so clean there you can drink straight from the sink. That's why I, I would assume you can drink straight from the sink. I drink straight from my sink here. Well, I mean, not I I put the water in a glass first, but I. I am generally a tap water drinker. I'd rather have my water purified or out of a giant gallon bottle, personally. <laughs> Fair enough. I also grew up drinking well water because my parents live out in the country. Like, if there's iron in my water, I want it more because then it's sweet. Do you, do you two actually live together, like, now? Like, you you and your fiancé? My fiancé and I? Yeah, we, we, share a, we live in an apartment together with mate and our roommate is someone i know from high school who is also a cosplayer but he is not a homestuck oh man <laughs> you guys are a huge homestuck but your roommate eh. <laughs> yeah well he he has trouble keeping up his attention he has he has a bit of adhd like legitimately diagnosed yeah um but he's he's interested in homestuck and his younger sibling is really into homestuck it's just that he himself has not gotten as deep into it but he's he has cosplayed from it because his now ex girlfriend, but his girlfriend was kind of a homestuck, and um, and he just wanted to go to Promstuck, which is a meetup that we try to host here annually in Minnesota. That's pretty cool. I went. No, I mean like um, like what am I trying to say? When you guys do eventually get married are you guys gonna live in minnesota or where you guys like where you guys would like to live after you get married oh still in minnesota both our families are here my job is here which 
I could get a job pretty much anywhere because software developers are in high demand, but I I like living in Minnesota. And but like if I couldn't live in Minnesota, I'd probably live in the because that's where all my friends are. My fiance would probably but then my fiance would want to live in like Oregon because he likes the cold rainy weather there. But luckily we can live in Minnesota, so we're staying in Minnesota. That's cool. How about wait, you, you, you cut you cut out at the uh at the uh where no you cut out where you would like to live, but um but you said you said Wisconsin or Illinois, right? Yeah, if I couldn't live in Minnesota, I would live in Chicago area because that's where my friends are. Well, no, no, it's funny. I, I, we probably, I probably ran into you at a convention at one point, but I just didn't know it was you. Uh, where you cut out for a second? No, I said no. I said I probably met you at a convention, but I probably didn't know it was you. Oh yeah, if you saw the contest with three foot tall horns at Anime Milwaukee, that was me. I've never been to Anime Milwaukee, but I'm saying like at probably at C2E2 2019, I saw you, but I didn't know it was you. Oh, yeah. If you saw a god Nepeta with really cool, like, swiveling wings, that was me. <laughs> really cool swiveling wings. <laughs> yeah, like, the my fairy wings, I have it harnessed such that they can rotate freely on the y-axis, so I can push them behind me so that I'm not, I can make it through crowds. Like, I was able to be on the convoy at C2E2 with my wings on, I just pushed them behind me. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. You can no. You can you can stop sharing your screen now if you'd like. Oh yeah, my bad. No, it's all right. But those photos are amazing, by the way. Thanks for showing me those. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> um. Do you like? How like how like question is though like. What, what do you think of our food, like our pizza, like what we're known for here in Chicago? <laughs> so I have not yet had an authentic Chicago deep dish. I just didn't get the chance the times that I visited Chicago proper. Um, although I've had like deep dish that was from pizzerias in the area and I liked it. Uh, and of course, my friend's dad makes amazing homemade pizza but I think he'd probably make the amazing homemade pizza regardless of whether or not he lived in the Chicago area. Um, but I like Chicago dogs. Chicago dogs are delicious. Oh, yeah. We're, our food, Chicago food, it's where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> if it, if it, I don't like Portillo's. Um, we have a couple Portillo's up here in Minnesota. You do? Yeah, no, it's the weirdest thing. Like, there's Portillo's in the Chicago area. And then there's, like... Three or four in Minnesota. I actually live like a few blocks away from one of the Minnesota Portillos. I never thought they went that far, but is it as good as it is down here? I have not had Portillos in Chicago, so I cannot say. But I have enjoyed the Portillos. Do, do you know how Chicago they are, though? They're so Chicago that there's a location in the city, and it, in the in-city location it has a drive-thru. So you gotta go for an alleyway. <laughs> Oh my god! That's how Chicago it is. Honestly, one of my life goals is to never be in the driver's seat 
driving through Chicago. Like, I'm totally fine riding with someone else who's driving in Chicago, but I absolutely hate city driving. You put me on an interstate, I'm good for the next six hours. You put me in Chicago or, like, any down- Like, you put me in downtown Minneapolis, which isn't even that bad, and I am just on the edge of my seat panicking. I do not have a good time in city driving, so I don't ever want to drive in Chicago if I can avoid it. I ne- no, I never want to. I never want to drive in downtown Chicago, downtown Milwaukee, down le- downtown Green Bay, Minneapolis, anywhere. Any downtown of anything, I do not want to be driving in. <laughs> yeah, although I've I've driven in downtown Milwaukee a little bit just because of getting to anime Milwaukee, and I wasn't too stressed out because I wasn't like driving from one downtown location to another. Well, is it the convention center for anime Milwaukee in the city? <laughs> Yeah, but I was driving to, like, a, I was driving to there from, like, a suburb, so, and it's just off the interstate, so it's not too much downtown driving. I, I want to go to AMA Milwaukee one of these days, because it seems like tons of fun. Yeah, I've had a really good time each time I've gone, both through a combination of all most of my friends go to AMA Milwaukee, and then also it's just, I, I like the size that it's at. It's just the right amount of, like, medium size, so I, like, see people that I know, but then there's also a decent amount of people there. Um, I don't think it's ever gonna be, like, super big, just because it's usually on the same weekend as KatsuCon, and KatsuCon is THE con for cosplayers. If you're cool and you're a cosplayer, you're probably at KatsuCon that weekend. Where's KatsuCon at? It is in Maryland. Oh, that's a- that's far. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think I'm ever going to make it to a Maryland con anytime soon, but... That... <laughs> well, it, with enough planning, you can make it to an out-of-region convention. BronyCon was in Maryland, and I just planned a whole... That was a great road trip. Well, I mean, if I were to go to... I mean, the last out-of-state... Con- the only out-of-state convention I've been to was Daisho, and that was last November. And I- Oh, I was at DaishoCon! This past one? Yeah! Um, I was only I was only really there, like, in costume on Saturday. I was Queen Chrysalis. So, like, I had my badge dangling off my horn time. Wait, do you think you saw me? I was, on Saturday, I was wearing a Terezi shirt. I do not remember. I was also spending part of that convention because my, um, uh, my ex-best friend was also at that con, and I did not realize she planning on going. I was originally not planning on going to Daishokan, not because of that, but more because saving money. But then my friend got upgraded to one of the, uh, the villas, you know, those hotel accommodations that basically look like houses and basically are houses. She got upgraded to one of those, so it was really affordable for me to go. That's awesome. I mean, like, Daisho was a blast. I mean, I... I had to use the rest of my vacation time for the stupid quarantine, so I'm so I'm probably not gonna be able to go to DaishoCon this year. But I would have loved to go this year because Daisho was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's pretty much a that's the consensus of DaishoCon is that it's super fun. Also it's it's a party con, but not I, I feel like there's probably cons that are more party than that, but it's definitely a party con. Yeah, but like no, because here's because here's the thing. Um, I'm not gonna say names, but um, but like I went with a group of friends last year, but like 
where but because but um how do I say it? Um I'm not I can't I'm not gonna be I mean, a lot of those people in that group I was hanging out with were pre were pretty cool and all that stuff, but um but the one guy in the group um doesn't want to rope with me anymore because I don't like to party it up and drink all the cool drinks that they could provide that the partiers drink at the party at the convention. And so like, since I'm not a, a guy who, because I'm straight edge. So like, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like to drink, smoke or do drugs. It's not my thing. So that's totally valid, bro. And so since I, and since I don't like to, you know, party it up at the, at the nightlife of the convention, I, they, they, they're, they're not really a fan of me room in there with them anymore so if i go again i gotta make a group i gotta find a new group of people to go with me oh this is unfortunate that the two dynamics didn't work well together we roomed with a partier at BronyCon, but he just went to another party so that worked out for us like like uh whatchamacallit um anarchy now i kind of want to go to it's how they met zuri but that's like week before Christmas, and that's all the way down in Florida, and I am not going down that far for a, conven- for a convention just to fly all the way back, like, literally the week before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm interested in going to Holmat. If I ever get the chance to, I'll probably go, but it really depends on my financial situation. I have an ass-ton of student loans because I went to Carthage, so uh, after I get married, I'm going to try to focus on paying those off because... There is no greater gift than financial freedom. <laughs> the the best the, the like the best gift of them all. <laughs> yeah, I really lucked out too because I I didn't actually go to college intending to be a software. Developer. I just I kind of went because it was expected of me, and I had no idea what I wanted to do. And I was really lucky that I took my first comp sci class, and I was like, "Wow, this is fun." And then ended up majoring in it and getting a job in it. So it wasn't intentional, but it just happened? Yeah, it just kind of happened. I went to college and I'm like, okay, well, I'll get a degree and I'll figure out, like, what job I can get. And I ended up getting a degree in comp sci because I like programming. It exercises... Actually, like, I could probably give a whole panel on that is, like, how cosplay and programming actually go really well together. Because both things exercise the problem-solving part of my brain. Like, cosplay, I'm looking at a dumb outfit some character is wearing, and I'm like, I want to wear that outfit and be that character. But then if it's a really stupid outfit, I have to problem-solve and figure out how the hell I'm going to build that. And then with programming, it's, oh, I need to make the computer do this thing. So then I have to use my problem-solving to think within the rules of the programming language and the scope of like the requirements and so that's also problem solving but a little bit different but still creative in its own way that's that's a I've never thought of it that way (laughs) like I never thought of it like those two things went together so well (laughs) honestly (laughs) yeah Actually, so I was super into, like, the artsy extracurriculars in high school, so whenever I went into someone I went to high school with, they were usually surprised that I ended up being a programmer, because they thought I was going to be, like, an artist or musician. It's like, nope, hobbies, I am a programmer. And, 
but like, but like, if programming wasn't like the thing that you wanted to be and what the college for graduating got a job in, would you? What would you like to happen? Honestly, I have no clue. If money wasn't an issue, I probably would have wanted to explore more of like the creative pursuits, like art or maybe language. Um, or even, like, psych or something, I, because some of the classes in that field looked interesting, um, but as for, like, if money was an issue or if it was, like, going into a different field, I have no idea, because I get burned out really easily on my creative pursuits, so, like, during the stay-at-home order, like, I've been working from home during the day and then do whatever I want at night, so the first week, I was sewing like crazy, but then I burned out on it a little bit. So then I like picked up video games, and I got tired of video games, so I picked up fanfiction writing again. Like, I have several different creative pursuits I like to do, but if I do any one of them for too long, I start to hate it. Or I don't want to do it, I'm not motivated. So I have no idea what I would have wanted to do, because creative pursuits are out, and then any other field... I have no idea. I mean, I guess maybe some other science. Science is generally fun. Um, but I don't like writing scientific papers. Because I, I did a 10-week research program at Carnegie Mellon in summer of 2016. And, like, that was, like, the research I was doing was cool. But reading and writing academic papers... Because, no, because I was going to say, like... Why don't you do, like, fan fiction cosplay mixture thing? Like, like you could be a cosplayer and a fan fiction writer at the same time, and you can get money off of that. Yeah, but then those would start to feel like jobs, and I wouldn't want to do them. I get just the right, I get just the right amount of time each day doing programming. Like, I really like the structure of it. But then also, there's enough difference in what I do each day, because each day I have to solve a different problem. I mean, there's problems that are similar to each other, but it's the perfect mix of routine, but also new stuff every day. And that's another reason I like programming. I really don't know what else I would be doing with my life if I wasn't, like, a programmer for my eight-hour-a-day job. No, no, not no. I gotta ask. It's not that I ran out of questions, but I want to ask. Do you have anything you want to ask me? You cut out for a second there. No, I'm saying. No, I'm saying it's not that I ran out of questions, which I didn't. But I'm just asking if you have anything you want to ask me. Um, what made you start a podcast? What made me start a podcast? Well, I start. I started a podcast because you know I went. After I graduated college, I ended up uh, taking a break in 2013 from just like everything, and so and so after so in 2014, after I started working at my crappy job, I I was just like, hey, I want to do the, I want to do a podcast, and so I started up uh, Adventure Time Guys, which was my first podcast, and then when that was going downhill, I started doing a Cyber Time Bite. To uh, to make me go up again from going down, <laughs> and so um, and so cyber time bite, um, so cyber time bite, uh, 
was really something I wanted to do because we started doing interview stuff on ATG. And when we were doing that, I was like, I want to do a podcast just doing that. <laughs> and so, and so, and so that's where that idea actually came from. I forgot to say that in the speech I said earlier today to the students, but, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, that's where it came from was, you know, ATG and us interviewing people on that and one and me wanting to do a podcast doing stuff like that. ATG was fine for what it was because we did what we did, but, but like, um, but I want, but Cyber Time Bite is like, after I started interviewing people on, on Adventure Time Guys, I was like, I'm feeling good about this. You know? <laughs> I want to do it all the time. And so that's where Cyber Time Bite got, came from. <laughs> so, yeah. That's neat. Hey, thanks. Um, so ATG, there's still a couple episodes left on iTunes of ATG. I don't recommend you listening to them because I, I was such a nerd back then. <laughs> I mean, hey, we're all nerds here. <laughs> yeah, but no, I was I was the Uber nerd. I was so bad. I was just like I was like fly I flew off the rails so many damn times during that show. <laughs> Whoa, I'm such a nerd that I dress up as fictional characters. I put time, money, and effort into dressing up as fictional characters. Like doo 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 and I also spend time writing fan fiction about fiction characters. I guess that's the point of fan fiction is fictional characters, but still. I made a fan fiction and made it and printed it. <laughs> nice. I just I I published to AO3. I'm not gonna drop my handle because I like to keep it separate, but somewhere out there is my fan fiction. No, there's no I, I was actually gonna make a I didn't finish it. But I was gonna make a fan fiction on Voltron, and and the fan fiction was gonna be, um, what's it called? It was gonna be uh, now I'm trying to think of it. <laughs> it it was supposed it was supposed to be about like how Voltron, like all the members of Voltron, just like split up and they were just like, yeah, we're not getting the band back together, but the band's getting back together. And so and so they were so they were just going to all their individual jobs that they got since Voltron ended. And and Keith was supposed to be a grocery store worker and he works at a store called Puckies. <laughs> and and if you drop the puck and if you work there, you get instantly fired. But if you're a customer and you drop the puck, it's all cool. Like you're all good, you're all cool. <laughs> I've never watched Voltron. No, it's all right, but that was my idea. <laughs> <laughs> don't drop the no. When you go to Puckies, don't drop the puck. <laughs> well, hey, if you ever get the, if you have the time and inspiration, I definitely recommend writing it. My friend, I have a friend who is studying the same friend who would have been Guy Fieri in our ancestors cosplay group. Uh, they actually study fan fiction. For their master's degree. That's and their master's? They're generally of the opinion that it is good to write fan fiction. So, if it strikes you to write that fan fiction, I encourage you to write it, and I have the backing of someone who is getting their master's degree in this. That's actually a master. You can actually get a master's for writing fan fiction? 
well, not from writing fanfiction, but uh, their media studies is their focus, and fanfiction and fandom are media, and how people interact with the media, or media. That's crazy. I didn't even know that even existed. <laughs> yeah, actually, fan studies is a growing field right now. Um, I actually was interviewed last summer by a guy from the UK who was just interviewing cosplayers, and his focus on the interviews was, like, the relation between, like, expression and gender and that sort of thing. That's crazy. Honestly. Yeah. I mean... Man, but I just want to let you know, we've been doing this for an hour. We've been going for an hour. My dude. An hour goes by so fast when you when I'm talking about myself. Oh, man. <laughs> but I think we had a great conversation for an hour, don't you think? Yeah! Oh, man. It is a great place to have the podcast right now. But thank you for coming on the podcast. Though. You are amazing. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me, bro. Ain't no problem. I'll do my outro and I'll let you do yours. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening to Cyber Time Bite. Episode 104. You can find me on Facebook at CyberTimeBite. You can find me on Twitter at NostalgiaVant. Buy my merchandise at Redbubble.com under Crash Steven Gear, where even you know, all of you know, that the spork is the most powerful of them all. <laughs> you know that, right? The spork. Is a powerful utensil? Oh, yeah. Oh, you know. You, you, if you touch it, if you merely touch it, you are going to experience so much power flowing through your veins. It's unreal. <laughs> Almost as much power as the guy on Instagram that I saw who photoshopped himself um, on, with Vera and Valerie Oberlin on his arm. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing I cosplay from his monster prom. Uh, should have said that in the beginning. <laughs> Anyone who self-ships is very powerful. I can never hope to achieve that kind of power. So I cannot imagine someone who self-ships and has a spork. Is it is it my turn to do an outro now? Yeah, your turn to go. <laughs> tell, her, tell, uh, these, tell these lovely people where they can find you. <laughs> uh, so thanks for listening. I'm Rico Starlight Cosplay. You can find me on Instagram as Rico Starlight Cosplay. All lowercase, no separators. It's just one word. Um, I also have a Facebook page and a Twitter. Uh, the Facebook page is Rico Starlight Cosplay, but this time with spaces. Uh, I don't post on there as much. And my Twitter is at Rico Star Cosplay. Um, and if you're at all interested in fan studies, not to uh, shill someone besides myself, but um, my friend who does the fan studies is Abba Dabba Doo. I just need to check her t their Twitter at because that is also because, I mean, fan studies is very interesting. So you should check Abby E. Kirby is their at. So if you're interested in fan studies or you're looking for a way to get into the Twitter sphere of fan studies, you should check out Abby E. Kirby. But if you just want to look at cosplay, or my cosplay, 
Rico Starlight cosplay on Instagram. And there you have it from your girl. <laughs> <laughs> it's your girl, Rico Starlight cosplay. <laughs> oh my god. You're amazing. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Just thanks for all this today. <laughs> thanks for having me, Home Slice. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, for episode 104, I hope all of you have a fantastic day. Have a good one. <laughs>